Some experts say that depression and anxiety are the new normal. Suicide is the second leading cause of death in young people. As parents, we cannot accept this. Many young people feel helpless and hopeless. Our kids must be equipped with more than resilience and positivity. They need hope. Today, we invite to the show my dear friend, Lori Wildenberg, mom of four, licensed parent and family educator and national speaker. And we're going to open a conversation, a very necessary conversation about her newest book, Messy Hope, Help Your Child Overcome Anxiety, Depression, or Suicidal Ideation. In light of a chilling story that has unfolded these last 48 hours here of a former Miss USA, Chesley Christ, a beautiful, remarkable, gifted soul who took her own life. Reports say, was it corrosive influence of social media, cyberbullying? We don't know, but we do know that the world lost a radiant light. And so we do take a pause right now for, for those who are suffering mentally and emotionally, and yet we just don't see it. And so my hope for this conversation is to encourage us and enlarge us and equip us and empower us and educate us to become more aware of the mental and emotional health of those in our lives, in our families, our children, our husband, our wives, our co-workers, uh, our fellow students, anyone in our life that we're just going to increase our sensibilities and our awareness that perhaps they are showing us some signs or maybe they're not. You know, we live in a day where persona is projected. We talk about that all the time here. And we are hoping to increase authenticity and an environment where we can feel safe to share our deepest struggles. So welcome to today's Heart Lift with me, Janelle, and my dear, dear friend, Lori Wildenberg. As I've said, Lori is a licensed parent and family educator, a national speaker, and so good at it, I might add. Welcome, Lori. Yay! Yay. Thanks for having me, Janelle. I'm so excited to be with you. <laughs> and I had a slip when I, when I was introducing you, and I said, and we're going to, and we're hope lifters, and I was like, wait a minute, we're heart lifters. And then I went, yeah, but we're having a queen of hope lifters on today. We're having Lori on. <laughs> That's cute. I like that. I know. Hope I love it. Hope yeah. lifters and heart lifters are meeting together today. Yeah. And that sounds both. like building up those muscles, doesn't it? Those it does. hope muscles, hope mm -hmm. lifters. I like it. I, I like do. it a lot. I do too. I do too. Uh, you have been working in ministry and helping forever. You have six books, I believe. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah. yes. And you're co-founder of First Corinthians 13 Parenting Ministry. So I'll have all those lovely connection points in our show notes. But for now, I want you and you alone and your brilliance and your words to help us with this very, very difficult subject. And yeah. So, yeah. I love that image of hope lifters. I think I'm hanging on to that, but you know, a group called hope lifters. I do think so. Ah, okay. I think so, but, but it's such a great image because mm -hmm. you know what we can increase hope in our kids. We at God can actually use us 
the the parents, the the pastors, the counselors, the educators. He can use us to encourage and to stir hope and to cultivate hope mm-hmm. in young people. And well, you know, I, I, I'm sorry. Oh no, I oh, you go. I just I'm just so excited about this topic because Janelle, our kids are growing up in a hard world and they need hope and so many are hopeless. So many and I shared with you before we started recording of uh, clients that I have and hearing words like I don't care about anybody. I don't care about anything. And I'm like, wow. Not even me. Still deciding. And I remember sitting there yeah. after a very tough session of my own hopelessness, mm, sure. you know, cause I've worked for a long time to have trust and safety with uh, my younger clients. And to have one say that for me was very deflating yeah. and I had to check my ego. I had to check my heart immediately and I prayed immediately for words of uh, hope that I didn't feel at all. And I'm skilled and I couldn't find words because you're you're a skilled human. I'm a skilled (laughs) human. And that hurt. It was like, ouch, you're still deciding whether you are caring about me. That just hurt so bad. And I, I just immediately said, okay, well, if you're still deciding, let me decide something for you. I love you more than anything. I care about you. I want to walk alongside life with you, but this is your time to decide if I am helping or harming. Mm. And if I'm not helping, then it's time to find someone new to hold your hand now and walk on with you through the next uh, phase of your life. So I'm giving you something to think about and just like, okay. I said, but I'm still your safe word. I'm still your safe call. I love you. Good. And then I started reviewing and reading for today and I read your words, heart lifters, you better lean in here because this thought from Lori makes me want to weep. It's so powerful. She writes, hope is a weaponized bear hug, a mixture of strength and tenderness activated following hurt. I have chills all over my body because after I hung up yesterday, I went through a real grief spiral. Like, did I say the right thing? I was up uh, a a lot of the evening. Uh, I couldn't sleep because I wanted to make sure that she was here tomorrow yeah. and in the morning. And I read these words and I thought you validated what I want to help all that are listening, understand that when you ask for the words, God will give you the words. And he has spoken that over and over in, to his prophets and to his people, open your mouth. I'll give you the words. And when you just said a weaponized bear hug, where on earth did that come from, Lori? Come on, God. I know. I know. I know. I'm, I'm not that good. <laughs> oh, but you are. Where do you remember where you were, where you were sitting, when the thought downloaded, 
or what just at my little computer yeah typing away yeah but it must have come from a heart you know i i had seen i think i had seen a picture of um a bear holding a heart and i think that's the thing that kind of god used to trigger it imagery yeah he baptized your imagination as c.s lewis would say oh i love that quote i know it's pretty powerful and gave you this word, that mixture of strength and tenderness. So that was what validated it kind of let me off my grief cycle. And it was like, okay, because I felt very strongly to be firm and have authority. Yes. Yes, Cause her life is out of control and she needed to see that. Okay. That okay. was, a, that was a, actually a very safe thing for you to do for her. Okay. So I really, like I said, didn't even know. And I feel yeah. very, um, and I really want our heart lifters and our hope lifters now to really hear that. So Lori, uh, I know you didn't come by that phrase without agony, yeah. without yeah. your own despair <laughs> and your own journey. If you wouldn't mind uh, just giving us just a little bit of your story of why you wrote Messy Hope. Yeah. Of the books I've written, this was the most scary one to write. Sure. Um, and heart, see, now you've got me crying. Oh. <laughs> but um, yeah, this was a tough one to write because of our, our, our story and our family. Um, one of my kiddos, uh, wrestled with depression and, um, and then it kind of morphed into anxiety, which we, all these things kind of go hand in hand. Yeah, they do. But, um, she had wrestled with, um, depression, I would say, and also an eating disorder, um, in her middle school years. And that's, that's very common. Yeah. It's very tough. Yeah. For, uh, young, you know, tweens and teens, especially, you know, puberty age, um, can bring on some of these, Mm -hmm. you know, harder feelings Mm -hmm. anyway. So she had wrestled with that and, and wrestled and we, you know, of course sought help. Um, but I have to say, I just wanted her to get better. Right. Like, okay, (laughs) we're doing this, you know, um, and we can talk about this later, but I've made a lot of mistakes. So no, go I'm ahead just... and talk about it now, if you would. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, well, so like one of the mistakes that I, I made, rather than sitting with her in her concern about her body and what she was putting into it. Now, okay, she wasn't she wasn't fat. This was mm-hmm. just in her head. Sure. She was in puberty. So, you know girls in puberty are a little thicker typically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, she didn't like that. And rather than me sitting down and unpacking those feelings with her and mm-hmm. then guiding her and encouraging her to come up with a plan for healthy eating and exercise. Instead, what I said was, you know, I just kind of wanted to fix it right now. Oh, just yeah. Um, do what your sister does. Oh my gosh. Someone hit me in the head (laughs) said, do, I said, do what your sister does. Just eat healthy and exercise. And it's fine. You're going to be fine. Yeah. 
And I full on, how would you know? I dismissed her concern. I totally dismissed her concern. I don't want other people to make that mistake. Yeah. I made her go underground with her worries because I didn't want to hear them or she perceived I didn't want to hear them. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I just, and then I put her in a position of feeling like she was in competition with her yes. sister. What a horrible thing to do. Yeah. So I p- even put a barrier between the sisters. Mm. What in the world was I thinking? I don't know. We you know, just... and I've got, you know, I mean, here you have, you know, you've done all this study. You've taught all these classes and work with I know. parents. I full on know better. I know. You know what? So was anyway. it a busyness thing? Was it an overwhelmed time when you had four kids? Well, you know, um, you're I... just going through the day, right? Yes. And you that's what you I got mean. this. To, okay, yep. I took care just of that. Now here, I'm on to go the next here, thing. Go here. Uh-huh. Go here. We got to get here. We got it here. We got to get this done. Yeah. yeah. And I, I didn't want her to feel like that. So I didn't, mm. I think on some level, it made me really uncomfortable. And I just didn't, I didn't want her to feel like that. And I wanted it to be fixed like now. Yeah. I wonder, um, at that point in your faith walk, we've come to know a, a, a true condition or practice that we do called spiritual bypassing. Oh, that's exactly what I did. Okay. Okay. Yes. Totally bypassing her emotions. Mm -hmm. Yes. Oh yeah. You know, not acknowledging, recognizing, Mm -hmm. even honoring. Yeah. Honoring her despair, honoring. Yeah. We just had Dr. Chinway Williams on who also just wrote a fantastic book for kids and teens along with Will Hutchinson mm. called scene. Oh. And that it was uh, go back and listen to that episode. Heartlifters because wow. It was really powerful, but now we're, you know, that came from more of a counselor. She was a high school counselor, college counselor, and then yeah. more of a ministry base and a counselor, but you're coming from a parent And that's really why I wanted your voice to speak Mm -hmm. so loudly to parents, because we all make mistakes. And, you know, Lori, you and I are far along the path here where (laughs) we can call back. And that's part of our ministries is to call back and say, listen, there's a better way. I want to tell you a better way so you can do better because when you know better, you do better. So in that angst. You're having that, where did that then unfold? So yes, you know, time goes on and she still was kind of wrestling with some of these things, but not to the degree that she did in middle school. Um, And then, you know, she went off to college and Mm. I was thinking she was on some pretty solid ground at this point because it appeared that way. Yes. And then she uh, got into a pretty rigorous, um, you know, major where she was pretty Mm -hmm. intense, lots of, you know, lots of pressure, hard courses. Yeah. And, um, she puts a lot of pressure on herself anyway. Mm -hmm. So it's that personality. And not only that, but she also absorbs, she's an empath, Mm -hmm. you know, really absorbs a lot of feelings, everybody's feelings. And she feels big. Well, toward the end of her college career, her senior year, she had called me up and I knew she was struggling. She had, there were some issues with, um, I mean, it was the studying, it was like friends mm-hmm. stuff. It, it, for her, it felt like this huge mountain mm-hmm. and her voice. Oh my gosh, Janelle, this, 
her voice was void of emotion. That okay, was so that's a clue. That's a sign. Thing. You write about the signs, and I wanted to yep. get to those towards when we get to the end more, but that would have been a, yeah. a, a little like, oh, uh-oh, you, you I, leaned in at that point. Yeah. That really shook me because she doesn't sound like that. She's she's big happy. She's big mad. She's never, <laughs> she's never void of emotion. Mm-hmm. So I made a plan to go to her school, which is about four hours away from our mm-hmm. home the next day. And I was going to stay there indefinitely wow. just to make sure she was okay. Well, unbeknownst to me that um, night, she tried to take her life. Oh no. And um, mm. this unfolded later. I, she was unsuccessful. Thank God. And yeah, praise God. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I had really prayed before I got there, God, protect her, protect her. Now I almost hate saying that because mm-hmm. there are people that don't have that same outcome. Yeah. We'll talk and about I that. don't mm-hmm. have an answer yeah. for that. We will talk but, about that. Yeah. But anyway, um, he did protect her. Um, and it, you know, I explain it a little more, you know, in mm-hmm. the book, yes. um, you must get a copy. Parents. So Anyhow, um, I stayed with her for, I guess it was about a week and she was attending classes and, and we, um, actually we stayed at a hotel so that she could be away from the, come out of that. It's it's such a a micro culture, like, you know, it's so in what's inner. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Inward. Insular. There we go. Insular. Yes, for sure. And so then she came back with me back home. Um, She was making some rash decisions, which is another sign Sign. Mm. and um, things that didn't make sense. Like she was saying that she was going to commute to school. Okay. We live four hours away. Right. So there's eight hours commute, you know, that Mm. none of it made sense. Nonsensical. Mm -hmm. So irrational. Her her brain was in chaos. Well, it would be that she's moved out of yeah, you know, that prefrontal logical, cortex. Yeah, 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 100%. And so anyway, she came home and stayed with us. We went to the doctor, um, which was a really important visit because then she was able to get a prescription, which was important. I made a so plan. Was just a primary? Her, just a primary? Yeah, yep, okay. who really <laughs> understood this stuff. Yes. And, you know, made a plan for her when she got back to school to go and and talk to somebody. But so through all that, she made it through all that hard stuff Mm. and, and she's good. Mm -hmm. Um, And then about, oh, maybe two years past that experience, she had had it on her heart to write a blog to people who were experiencing depression and anxiety. And she wanted to encourage people with her story. Now so that, unusual at that age. I know. And so here she asked, <laughs> this is what happens. So Janelle, she says, so mom, I wrote a blog. Um, how do you get those blogs out for people to read them? <laughs> and I said, and not knowing the topic of the right. Blog, right. And so I'm like, oh, and she's a great writer. So I'm like, that's so awesome. Okay. You know, one of the best things you can do is to put it on Facebook and you will, Mm -hmm. you know, people will have an opportunity to see it. Yeah. Well, I read that blog and Mm -hmm. I almost threw up. It was so, I, the emotions that it brought up in me, it was so devastating. 
You might, you probably and had she, a delayed trauma yourself. Like I, you have to hold was, it together. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I had been so worried about her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That I'd forgotten that I'd gone through something and yeah. the rest of our family too. And not only that, but now she was at a place where she was feeling pretty good. Yes. <laughs> and, I, and it popped me right back to be in right that away. hotel, mm-hmm. right? And so I'm reading this. It freaked me out. Hmm. And she, I couldn't get a hold of her right away. So then I'm thinking she hurt herself again. You know, I'm, I'm just my brain. I of just course. went from A to Z. Mm-hmm. I got a hold of her. Um, was he, he might've been her fiance or boyfriend at the time, now husband. Aww. And he was on a mission trip and I called him on his mission trip. I'm like, where is she? Yes. And he goes, wasn't that great? That article. Oh. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's just but, wonderful. Yeah. And so then, you know, we were, I mean, and she even laughed when I said, are you okay? So I knew she was okay, but I was like, but you weren't. (laughs) And then God used that moment. He used that, all that experience. And he's like, parents need to know about this Mm -hmm. and she needs to help you do this. Mm -hmm. And so, Mm -hmm. um, it was a little while later after, because she had written this and gone public I said, what would you think if I wrote a book to parents about, you know, these sort of mental health struggles and what's helpful and what's not? And if I did that, would you be willing to add your voice and even pieces of your blog, your article into Mm -hmm. the the book? Yeah, the journey. She was all for it. Amazing. And so we got started and Janelle, I got to tell you, there were a lot of times during this book that Mm -hmm. I had, it was causing me anxiety. Okay. Of course. Yes. Because I was thinking this was going to propel her backwards, not forwards, right? That this is going to bring her back to that dark place. Mm -hmm. And, um, so I checked in with her Mm -hmm. a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot. <laughs> and, and she's like, mom, seriously, this, I'm good. this is good. And I hardly can even relate to that person anymore. She and then received once she some good said help. That, yes. I mm-hmm. was like, okay, yeah. we can move forward. And this, this book is not going to cause my daughter to spiral downward. No, so no, no. not if so she likes what we like to say uh, in the heartlift method and in the, in the heartlifting community here is that she obviously consolidated those memories. She had good trauma informed care. I'm guessing God showed up for her as well. Spiritual is, you know, there's the spiritual element is more important than anything. Um, but we're trying to integrate faith and mental health here so that we, we can encourage mm-hmm. uh, men and women to not spiritually bypass these things. Right. Right. Yeah, and it's the whole person. And we are part of our pers- personhood is spiritual. We are mm-hmm. spiritual beings. We are. So we are. yeah. And, you and for you to not bypass your own mental health, because you almost, well, you didn't almost, I mean, we don't, I don't want to throw away, throw away. I do want to throw away PTSD. Actually, <laughs> we don't want to, you know, just throw Get that, rid a, of that. A, around loosely without the gravity of what that means. But I, I know I've experienced that as well of, of carrying children through mm-hmm. traumas. And then years later, I myself face it 
you know, because yes. we are girded to be high functioning as moms. We're girded to be the, the strong one who offers the weaponized bear hug. I was just going to say that. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's a mama bear. <laughs> a mama bear. But you know what? Mama bear needs yeah. a mama bear. Right? And, and my daughter calls bears. me that. She calls me mama bear. Oh, that's so, <laughs> so precious. So what did you, this is not on our agenda, but what did you do to help your mental health there? Did you just I think process? The healing came through working through the book. Yes. And, yeah, and God really blessed that. And then now I'm able to see how he's using it. And that's also healing mm-hmm. um, and, and very encouraging, you know, how he takes, as he says, he will, you know, the help that he's given us for us to turn around and give that compassion to somebody else yes. and that help to somebody else. And that has made a huge difference. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, the, the story can always bring me to tears mm-hmm. because that sensitivity, that was mm-hmm. really a hard thing, mm-hmm. but I know that God is using it at the same time. Mm-hmm. And maybe those tears now are more healing. And um, mm-hmm. so, I'm so you know, grateful you wrote this book and that the premise that the thrust that the primary spotlight is on hope. Yeah. Because we live in a hopeless world and this is mm-hmm. so hard. Our kids are growing up. Most of them. Okay. The ones that we would be talking about have, um, were born around the time of nine 11 or experienced it as mm-hmm. a, you know, a child. welcome to the world. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Nine 11. So we've got mm-hmm. that. So we've got terrorism. Not only that, but we've got schools now. We we School live in Colorado. And, Colorado. Right. Oh, yeah, that's My right. son went to Columbine. Now, he wasn't there during the Columbine track. He was much younger than that. But, you know, he... It still leaves an atmosphere. This yeah, is Columbine. And, right. and, and, you know, other schools, it's a ripple effect. Other schools not only have maybe even experienced that, but also are prepared for that. So oh, they... I have young clients in middle and high school. And they said, oh, last week we had a surprise police visit with the dogs and all the stuff. Yeah. I'm like, holy cow. I know. What does that feel like? Churches, (laughs) churches aren't safe places either because there have been, you know, Mm -hmm. shootings there. And so our kids Mm -hmm. are growing up in this world that feels pretty unstable and Mm -hmm. kind of unsafe. Mm -hmm. And so there's that. Mm -hmm. And then we have the whole thing of, everybody's mad right now. Yes. Right. Yes. I mean, you a lot of anger, a lot of rage, right. Media and everyone's got an opinion mm-hmm. and everyone thinks their opinion is right. Nobody's changing anybody's opinion, but they're all going to spout their opinion. Mm-hmm. We don't seek unity. We seek disunity mm-hmm. and it's, it's horrible. Yeah. You're preaching. And I, so, it's a message that needs to be preached. Uh, you mentioned something, two things, Lori, that I want to bring in here. Um, you say, because we talk a whole lot in this community about spiritual resilience and resilience, and you say resilience is just not enough. And that right. is really important. I want to know why you said that. It, you know, I picture resiliency sort of like a piece of elastic. Mm-hmm. I've got these old running shorts and, you know, I, 
Why they aren't in the garbage yet is a little <laughs> bit of a mystery, but you know, that elastic and as person, you know, his body changes the elastic yes. <laughs> goes along with it. And so now mm. these things are huge. There's no elastic to it yeah. and resiliency. We can keep training our kids for resiliency in the, in the sense of, you know, experiencing failure and picking themselves back up, experiencing disappointment and picking themselves back up. Mm-hmm. You know, we can do that and that can work, but it's only one little cog in the wheel because if mm-hmm. you only focus on that resiliency, you're not, it's going to come to a point where it's not going to bounce back. It's, going to, it's not going to bounce it's too much. It's going to too stretched. So you need, well, like what you do mm-hmm. at your, you know, heart lifters, you have a holistic person, you know, yeah. approach, right. You know, you, you have to approach the physical, you have to approach the mental, the emotional, and relational, the spirit, and relational, the spiritual, the spiritual. Mm-hmm. yes, all that together. And that's, that's the strength mm. of, um, of true hope. True hope encompasses all of that. And, oh, I love this verse. Mm. I love this verse. I'm going to read this verse from John 16, 33. Mm -hmm. I have told you these things so that in me, you may have peace. Now we all want that. We all want peace, right? So um, I would encourage people to read the entire chapter of John 16, but I'm just going to read this verse. Oh, yes. In this world, here we go. In this world, and I'm going to say in this hard world, Mm -hmm. in this world, global pandemic world now you will have trouble (laughs) yeah we all know that now right in this world you will have trouble but take heart here's your word take heart i have overcome the world that's hope that's complete hope oh wow read it again realistic Right? Okay, good. That's what I was going to say. Cause you say reality is more yes. important than positivity. Oh my gosh. You are what brilliant. the heck? What uh, the heck? I know. Now, haven't we always thought just be positive? Oh yeah. <laughs> things they, you know, glasses half full, not half empty. Yeah. Reality Talk to is us, the thing that helps people po- to- positivity can actually be toxic. It can. it can do that emotional bypassing, it that does. spiritual bypassing. Pick yourself up. Come on. God can do so, this. Yes. All things. Yeah, totally. We're going to dismiss this thing. Mm-hmm. Reality lets you know that, yeah, this struggle and, and you know, real. here's, here's the, the word that people are always saying the struggle is real. Well, okay. Yes, it is. <laughs> it, it is. is. It, that is a thing. <laughs> it is. And the struggle is real. We have to get realistic with that. That's really important for us to do that, to be realistic and, and to, to be there in the hard stuff and address the realism Yeah. rather than say, just, you know, pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Yes. That's not helpful. And some people, right. you don't even have the energy to do that. Oh, right. But to, acknowledge the real thing that's going on now that's powerful yeah is that what you figure out what's fact and what's what's fact and what's feeling to separate those things that's realistic and and in a brain that's in trauma just Mm -hmm. i mean you know this Mm -hmm. you, you can't separate no fact and feeling it's all mushed together Mm -hmm. so if we could as parents 
not in the moment of trauma, but as a regular parenting technique, yes. talk about the facts mm -hmm. versus the feeling. Mm -hmm. The fact is my husband didn't answer the phone. The feeling might be, I feel like he's ignoring me, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. The fact is he just didn't answer the phone. Mm -hmm. The feeling could be wrong because the reality could very well be that he's in a meeting. That's correct. You know, and so we have to help our kids walk through these little steps mm -hmm. to disseminate that stuff. And with the onslaught of TikTok and social media, and, and we talk a lot about that here. And so I will put references to other episodes because I want to hone in on what Lori is bringing to us today, that the danger of that. And Lori, you and I were talking before about this awful chilling story that has hit uh, the news about uh, Chesley Christ, uh, beautiful Miss USA. Yeah. Beautiful, most beautiful woman in the, in the country. Right. And uh, they are, you know, she, she took her life. She took her life in a very, very chilling way as well. Yeah. So as I said earlier, this could be triggering for you. So take a break if you need to. Um, but it was a result. This is what the reports are saying. That's of course, just a few days in, but that it was corrosive influence of social media and cyberbullying. I mean, you couldn't be more beautiful than this woman. You couldn't be more, um, accomplished. She was getting ready to turn 30. So I, I read and just felt like I haven't made it, you know, I'm not there yet. And, uh, I'm just going to go downhill from this point, you know? Yeah. yeah. That is uh, so grievous. Yeah. And, um, and from the outside looking in, mm -hmm. everyone would think she had it made. She yeah. had everything. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I always think of Robin Williams too. Yes, for you sure. Know, and, it, and that's part of, mm -hmm. you know, I've heard the quote where you can fake happy, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. but you can't fake depression. And no. so, oh, yeah, I faked happiness. Our kids are. <laughs> We got to dig a little deeper because especially mm -hmm. yeah. for the ones who exude happiness, high functioning, like, think, you know, we're saying this, your yeah. daughter was high functioning. She was uh, all the things she was attractive. Yes. She was thin. She, you know, there was no sensible reason. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and for a lot of the time, as she was going through this, she would be who she thought people wanted her to be. Thank you for and, saying and that. And she's, she's like this great she truly has this great light about her. Mm -hmm. And when you are in her presence, you, you typically feel uplifted and happy. She's a beautiful person to be with. Beautiful. But yet here she was in the midst of this deep, dark struggle, thinking she had to be that person for everybody else because that everyone else that's, she thought that's who everybody liked. Yes. Right? Oh, I do know. Yes. And Oh my gosh, you know, we and at that formidable age, people, right? Yeah, we have to right. find our safe people. There are some that maybe that is why they like you, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, there are those people, right? But we need to find our safe, loyal confidants that yeah. we can be who we are. And that's difficult in this, uh, especially with teens. I would say middlers, holy cow, what the heck? Yeah. 
you know, um, finding authenticity in a world of TikTok and in a world that's truly inauthentic, more in our face and authentic every day, right? We paste beautiful. I do it. I'm guilty. Beautiful pictures uh, on Instagram. I don't put my crap on Instagram. Well, no. And <laughs> what, you know, really, why would you? <laughs> what? I, I know. You know? <laughs> I don't even know why I put my good life. I don't even know. Like, I, why do I spend all this time doing this? It is a very, very in my face question at, at the beginning of this new year. That. Why yeah. do I do that? And is that yeah. really helping or hurting? And yeah. so yeah. I always want to be someone who brings help and not harm in life. Yes. So how then, uh, from your own experience, which I'm so grateful for your vulnerability today and for your willingness and for your daughter to offer us hope growth. I love that you say hope growth. I am going to build that into my practice and in my life. How can I feed my hope growth? So that's one question. But the first primary question is I want you to leave parents with some form of hope and a tool. So is it, uh, as you've already expressed to us, and I can read from the book, but I'll probably add that in later because I have you here up close and personal. Um, how can a parent lean in? You leaned into her voice. So that meant you were paying attention. That meant you were aware. Is that what you learned from that initial time when you just wanted to fix it? You wanted her to get better. Yeah. Uh, life was busy. Yeah. You, you, like you say, you really need to lean in and listen. Um, I do believe connection is it's everything. really the biggest thing. It is. If we can connect with our kids and our kids can feel safe with us, they need to feel safe. Yeah. If they can feel safe with us, um, that, <clears throat> that is a huge thing because they will be able to tell us the hard stuff. What does that and look like? What does that look like? Help me. Like if you could call back to yourself, which is what we're doing, call back to your younger self at that stage yeah. as a mom would, I know for me, I, I would put, I, I did sacrifice. I did put a lot of my yeah. own ambition or career or whatever. I did do that, but I still, even as a homeschooling mom was very, very busy. Well, busy, busy, you know, busy. we can get kind of stuck in the schedule. Mm -hmm. you know, and, and the activities of, you know, getting from A to B and, mm -hmm. you know, really thinking about the schedule. I think we need to put a check on ourselves. If our schedule becomes more important than sitting with our kiddos and talking, and even, you know, those family dinners are a big deal. And I know that sounds really cliche, no, but I can tell you they are disappearing. They are, oh, they are, and if not disappeared, <laughs> we need to gather back. Yeah. Communal connect. Yeah. And, it, and that's really lunch, important. dinner, something. And I know there are some parents that do these little conversation starters. And I think that's mm -hmm. great. Mm -hmm. You know, that's a great way to kind of find out what's going on. Um, another way to connect. And this is this, it's sort of like a sideways way. Um, and it, it's what Jesus did. Like mm -hmm. when he, he asked his disciples, who do people, who do people say I am? He uh, doesn't go, he comes in to the conversation gently and sideways. Who do people say that I am? And then he directly says, I believe to Peter, who do you say? Oh, I am? Or maybe he's referring to all the disciples and Peter's the one that answers. Brilliant. But 
Who do you say that I am? Mm -hmm. That's a good way to connect with your kids. Mm -hmm. Do you know of anybody that's struggling with eating disorders? Do you know anyone that in, you know, anyone that's struggling with depression in your, in your friend group, Mm -hmm. come in sideways first, and then just say, have you ever had those feelings? You know, but first come in sideways and that will lower the guard. Yes, it does. That that's a great way to go. Um, I've also added this in my practice with my teens and saying, so like, if I'm, if perhaps cuttings involved or marijuana or just some numbing or just some behavior that really would have been taboo or hidden mm-hmm. or, or have some shame attached to it. Yes. Um, now on TikTok. So I will say, so I'm just wondering if you, if you're saying words to me or, or particularly even about um, their sexual identity, So I'd be like, are you hearing words like that? You you're using words that I don't even know. And so I'm wondering where you heard that. Was it TikTok? Was it Snapchat? You know, and and I'm literally asking them to educate me like you are, you know, and it is a side. I love the sideways approach. I think that's phenomenal. And because it does make it that in itself creates that atmosphere of safety you and I are talking about. It's yeah, not judgmental. Full on gives you an idea of what's going on in their life. Mm-hmm. So check in. Get, yeah, totally. Where'd you hear that? How do you even know that word? I say that all the time. <laughs> How do you know that word? Yeah. And they love to tell you because, yes. you know, they want, they, they like to tell you that stuff. Yeah. And like so, cutting has a good, I mean, she's a cutter. It's like, um, I'm cool now because I'm a cutter. Well, and that's I don't have any, become kind of a thing. It is. Well, it is absolutely. It's as old as the hills, but it's a thing and it's acceptable. That's what I'm trying to like. There's the, sh- it, there's used to I, be, it used to be more hidden, you know, and, and that's the same with, you know, a lot of things. the things. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And another yeah. thing that parents can ask, um, which I think actually kind of makes a little bit more comfortable for the child is not to ask them if they're experiencing anxiety. I think that that word even causes anxiousness, right? It does. But instead say, you know, um, how's your stress level? Now stress is kind of a cool thing. Yes. You know, how's your stress level? A little more friendly. Maybe a little bit like a check-in of scale of one to 10, you know, where would you say you are with your stress that will let you know where they are with their anxiety. Mm -hmm. And then you, and then you can say, um, you know, what are the things that kind of cause that stress to occur? Mm -hmm. That gives you such great insight and a great Mm -hmm. way to have a conversation with your kiddos and, you know, the connection, not just about the serious stuff, but have, Oh, yes. What what is the most fun thing you've done? Yes. You know, enjoy being together. Yes. Um, take a day, you know, if your school happens to be in school, yes. <laughs> take, take a day where you uh, go pick up your child for lunch and have a missile couple hours. I want right. to, I want to piggyback you on know, that because a, a couple little yeah. things like that, you know? Yeah. I have a, a mom, a family of um, five kids who just lost their mom. She was young and vibrant and amazing. And I've had the honor and privilege of sitting with them in their grief. And the sweet little 10 year old was, I said, so we, we would work through some questions uh, just to open up 
his heart. And one of the most beautiful things that all five of them said was, and I've talked about this before, I just miss her voice. Oh, yeah. I miss hearing her voice and I miss her at bedtime. Bedtime. And she did a lot of, and it could have been that because she was definitely had a terminal illness that she was more proactive in picking them up, but surprising them at school and taking them to get yogurt, fresh, you know, fresh yummy yogurt or frozen yogurt or a coffee or a tea or something at Starbucks. And, you know, she was super good at that. And, uh, you know, the, the youngest would just say, I don't like when I'm going to bed because that's when I think everything. That's how I put it. That's when my deep thoughts come out. So that's what you and I are asking parents to invite Mm -hmm. and to set aside this valuable time because you and I both have grown adult children now. We know how valuable, you know, that time is and we can't do the job again. That mothering is a job we cannot do again. We do have a privilege of reparenting or making, you know, healing, reparation, all of that. Don't get all worried you're going to screw up your kid. You do have opportunities to repair right. things. Yes, that God were, can make up time in the Absolutely. We, that is the hope mm-hmm. that your book brings to us for sure. You know, Janelle, you brought up bedtime and then... Um, child really articulated Mm -hmm. what happens at bedtime. You Mm -hmm. get into bed and you let your guard down. You do. And that is a perfect time for a mom of perhaps a teenage boy, maybe even a teenage girl. Well, for any, any, anybody. Yeah. To go in and sit on the side of their bed and maybe give them a little bit of a back rub. Yes. Just talk about the day their defenses are down. Mm -hmm. And you are going to have a whole different conversation then than you would when they come back, they walk in the door from school or yes. from one of their activities. That's not going to be the same conversation no. that you're going to get at bedtime. No. And, um, you and know, they I know also we can said, get so tired. You were just like, oh, just go to bed, you know, or I'm, I'm going yes. to bed before you, you know, at that, yeah, at that age, but if, if you, you know, at least, you know, once presence. a week, be present yeah, can, can do that. I think it, it's powerful. They also said she always picked up our tech our always answered our text immediately, which I, they were just fascinating yeah. after, after effects of why she was oh, so valuable. Good. Oh, she you always really answered like it. tweaked me on that one because me too. I'm very oh, bad at answering talk my, to my kids right away. Yes. I usually have like, it on do not disturb. Did you even see it? <laughs> Oh, not wow, good. Whoops. I was totally called to the carpet when each one of them said that. And then I'm just offering myself grace and self-compassion. But they also just said she never ha- tried to fix anything right away. She, she just listened. listened. She just that's listened. So good. Isn't it good? Oh, oh. So good. okay. So I, I could keep you all day. You know that. And uh, we might return and visit, but you have an acrostic and I'm super big on leaving which is t- like four oh, succinct okay remember it by heart yeah. I can oh, pull it. of course, oh, of course. Yes. okay so hope hope leave us with um your hope yes. okay so the acrostic hope the letter h being a help and a helper 
And also knowing that God, the creator of the universe is our helper. We want a family that is interdependent, one that can rely on each other, one that can celebrate with each other and mourn with each other, have fun together, interdependent family. That's how we're created, not independent. So interdependent family and knowing that God is our helper. And yes. being a helper is not subservient. It is an honorable position. Yes. And asking for help on the flip side is a brave and courageous thing to do. And we all need help. We are created that way because we are created to need each other. So help and helper, the letter H. So the letter O, have an out-of-the-box perspective. Oh. So that's the bird's eye view. Now, again, the bird's eye view is really important training. <laughs> It's a little not so good in the moment. That yeah. will sound like a platitude. Oh, well, when God closes a door, he opens a window. Oh. Nobody wants that. They don't want the bird's eye view when they're in the middle of the hard thing. Let your kiddo grieve and experience that grief, right? Yep. And, but don't, so don't park there. But Right. Or don't fix it. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. So that whole thing. So, and be okay with the silence. Like I've had yes. to learn to really be okay with that. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Yep. I'm just here <laughs> when you want to talk. <laughs> if you want to talk, I'm here. Yeah. I'll make room. There's no Absolutely. rush. I'm safe. I want to be safe. I'm not moving. Just, I mean, that's that. Well, we talk about, um, Parents, that secure attachment is what you're giving your child when you're just present. Yes. 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 That goes so, a long way. Okay. Train your kid in the out of the box perspective, but don't speak it in the middle of the hard stuff. And then the next one, the letter P for prayer, mm -hmm. um, have, you know, pray with your kids, pray for yeah. your kids, get a prayer partner. I have a prayer partner. Mm -hmm. We pray every Tuesday and we have done this for, I'm going to say 13 years. Oh, that's so beautiful. I, it's yeah. I can't believe it, but we, we that. just make sure we do that. And so carve that out. Um, and there's all kinds of different ways to pray. You, you know, we can pray the scriptures. We can pray what's on our heart. Sometimes we cannot pray. And right. that's why it's really nice to have a prayer partner because mm -hmm. they will pray for you. Yeah. Borrow and, prayers. We've talked a lot um, last yeah. year about uh, liturgy and um, borrowed prayers yes. uh, to light their way is a great, great resource. That Beautiful. can also kind of center you. As it does. Well. It's very centering. That's how yeah. I've been using it in my life. Yeah. yeah. And then to ex letter E for the letter E for hope to expect the unexpected which I think now we can all really relate to because of the whole last two years, right? Yeah, right. Life happens in the unexpected and it our does. kids aren't going to have everything happy and they mm -hmm. will not be resilient. They will not be able mm -hmm. to build up hope and cultivate hope if they think they deserve happiness and they deserve everything that they want. They need to expect the unexpected. They are going to have sad things happen. They are. And they're but going to be cut okay. from teams. They're going to be yeah. ousted from a group. They're going to be bullied by and, the girls yeah, sitting next to them. Rejection. And, and, yep. But you know, the beautiful side of sadness is that it creates empathy and compassion in us. It does. If you never experience sadness, mm -hmm. you never understand how to put yourself in somebody else's shoes. So right. sadness is okay. It is. And, and then um, fear. 
you know, mm. to expect the unexpected. We are going to, and our kids are going to go through fearful times. We can't protect them from that. You know, we don't want them to do, you know, you know, incredibly risky things, but right. um, let them do, you know, don't take a Give risk, them some risk rope, but right. a little bit of risk mm-hmm. because then they have the opportunity to be brave and courageous. Mm-hmm. That's correct. That's don't. a really good thing. Anger, you know, we can sin in our anger, but anger can be a really great emotion. Yeah, we have know, to have anger in a non sinful mm-hmm. way That's where right. we can go ahead and it, it can motivate us to solve big problems without and a also, doubt. Yes. Anger also, I think, to look at anger and to kind of think, okay, what is the emotion that is actually stirring the anger since mm-hmm. anger is a secondary yeah, emotion? Those undercurrents. To be, yeah. Right. To, to identify that that's really helpful for our brain to say, Oh, I'm feeling frustrated. That's why I'm mad. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm feeling annoyed. That's why I'm mad. Mm -hmm. I'm feeling hurt. That's why I'm mad. Mm -hmm. So, you know, all of those things to expect the unexpected because life is not going to be happy. And I think only happy, happy, it'll be, you know, a fourth happy, Mm -hmm. happy is great. You know, happy can come and go. Mm -hmm. And then that reminds me of another thing. If your kiddo is experiencing grief yes, and you're worried that they might be falling into depression, mm-hmm. one of the signs of depression mm-hmm. is, and of course, Janelle, you know this better than anybody, mm-hmm. is not to be able to experience any joy, happiness. That's correct. And yes. if they can be in their grief and still like, like the family you were talking about, still have a fond memory of their mom doing something silly and they can laugh about it. That's good grief. Yes. So we need to be really watching if, if that grief has morphed into depression, we need to watch if the stress is morphing into anxiety. And you get those. I want to draw people to your book, Messy Hope, page 115. And I just, I did want to not finish without reading. Here are the common signs. Your child is more than just sad, lethargy, inability to concentrate, feelings of worthlessness, hopelessness, helplessness, you know, not being able to complete a simple task. Those are the things that I always look for as well. Negativity, pessimism, frequent crying, episodes, which may not happen until you're sitting there and allowing them the space to let the armor down that they've worn at school that day. Withdrawal. That withdrawal would sound like I don't care about anything or anybody. Those words I spoke about earlier. I just don't care about anybody. You keep telling me I care, Janelle. Those were the other words that were spoken. You keep telling me, but I don't. It's that flat flat line. line. I had to sit back and go, okay, all right, you're right. I I have tried to make you wear that. And I'm sorry, let me take that off of you. That's what I said yesterday. And let me take that off of you for a minute. I'm sorry. I tried to, to speak for you. Mm. See, we do that as a parent, yeah, as a therapist. <laughs> we do. Um, probably because we don't want to deal with our own stuff either. Neglecting personal appearance, anger, guilt, unable to make decisions, loss in interest in activities previously enjoyed. Now, this window was just a 10-day window between my last session with this particular person, little teen, 
and this one. And I'm like, what happened in the last seven to 10 days? Total change. Okay. Eating and sleeping too much or too little. And they're all symptoms to watch out for. Depression is more likely to seep in when a person in their late teen year in, in their late teen years to mid twenties. And that's very common in identifying even bipolar or mental Mm. issues. They tend to start coming out during that time. Mm. So it's, that's something to be very aware of. Well, Lori, you have helped us today. um, Remind us today that as I say, we have to be able to hold joy and sorrow at the same time. That's something that I did not really teach my my children. I didn't know it in my own uh, parenting in that during that era of parenting. I've learned it since. I've learned that we have to hold pleasant with unpleasant. Yeah. And as you said, we have to integrate all of those things and really grow in our emotional intelligence as a parent, put on a growth mindset and be very near and dear to the heart of God (laughs) when we um, are in perplexing situations. So I just thank you from the bottom of my heart. Um, I'm wondering, I'm putting you on the spot so you can have a few moments to think about it. And I can obviously um, take care of that post editing. But if, if parents have questions, It's just like, if they have questions for you, Lori, um, would they be able to contact you via your website or whatever? Oh, of course. Yes. And I do have a contact page on my website. So my website is Lori, L-O-R-I, Wildenberg, W-I-L-D-E-N-B-E-R-G.com. And um, yes, I would be very happy to. Okay. Because I suspect there may be... um, someone listening who is in your shoes back then. Yeah. And you are offering them hard times. You're offering us messy hope. And I love the title messy hope because it is nothing but messy, but you've also given us imagery and words that have helped us to understand what hope is and what it looks like on a daily basis. So I thank you for that. So hopefully we will talk to you again. You're welcome. Thanks for having me on the show. I appreciate it. You're welcome. So Heartlifters, wow. I think this is um, an episode that's evergreen and that you are probably going to want to get out a notebook and rewind and take some notes and um, always visit us over on YouTube where you can actually see Lori and I and be sure to um, offer any questions or thoughts to either Lori or myself. Until next time, don't forget this important truth. You are clothed in strength and dignity. (laughs) You can offer weaponized bear hugs. Yeah. And look at your future and smile at your future because we have nothing to fear. See you next time.